Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Chelsea. And this is Camp Final Girls. Another week of Camp Final Girls. Welcome everyone. Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Easter, by the way. We're recording this on Easter. It won't be released until the next day, but still. Happy Easter weekend for everyone who celebrates Easter. Yes, which should be everybody because God died for your sins. (laughs) (laughs) And me and my sister watched The Passion of the Christ and it was like, the first time she's seen it in so long and it was so it made both of us cry that movie is intense well yeah because you realize like everything that happened is true so it like yeah it's really emotional yeah and all the people that just like betrayed jesus and so yeah and he knew he knew who was gonna betray him it's so sad like can you imagine you're like no having dinner with these people and you're just like i know you're gonna betray me but i still love you you know (laughs) it's so crazy I know because they're making a sequel, like I was telling you earlier, of mm-hmm. The Passion of the Christ. And I was like, what? That movie came out in like 2004. It's so old. Oh, wow. That's when Nathan was born. Ew. That's crazy. <laughs> that's a long ass time ago. Because how Yeah, that's 18 17? years. 18? It'll be 18 this year. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Are you going to kick him out of the house as soon as he turns 18? I am. I'm like, get out. <laughs> You're all, sorry, bro. This house mm-hmm. ain't for adults. <laughs> Well, I guess besides you, yeah. you don't count. <laughs> I don't count. No, I, I'm not. I'm not an adult. You're I'm not. Like... You're a midget. You're <laughs> <laughs> just really short. It's okay. I still love you sometimes. Right. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Only sometimes you get under my skin. Oh gosh, you always get under my skin. I just want to slap you. <laughs> That's like the best thing about my personality is I make everybody want to slap me. I know. <laughs> okay well it's your week finally I feel like I keep like overdoing it because I (laughs) I mean I'm just like I know I've done only two uh multi-parters but Mm -hmm. they're exhausting I mean that works for me (laughs) I know but I did a multi-parter like one time after I had just done a one-parter because you had COVID and then I got COVID and I still had to do it I was like okay (laughs) cool uh, but I think we both had it like pretty close to each other yeah and I still offered to do like three episodes in a row I was I like thinking? I can't I know I know it was I was pretty bad but I just soldiered through because I'm way stronger than you are you are I'm, I'm a weakling <laughs> she is she is the weakest link I am I voted her off the island a long time ago <laughs> a long time ago Yep, and I'm still here laughing around. <laughs> she keeps coming back. I don't know who invited her. Stop giving her our address. <laughs> I just feel like I'm being so mean to you. I'm, I'm a leech. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm she a leech. I leech on like. <laughs> yeah, all, Ew, there's Alicia again, slick. <laughs> I'm going to tattoo my name on you so you'll never forget me. You're going to tattoo your name on me? Yes. Oh, God. How, I don't know how you're going to attempt that. 
I'll just uh, drug you. Just oh God! Okay, this is on recording. She said she was gonna drug me. So if I get drugged and randomly her name ends up on me, this I'm going to be using in court. Exhibit A. God, people probably think we're fucking crazy. No, they probably think I'm crazy, <laughs> and they think I'm hilarious. No, they think you're mean. You're one of the mean girls. Okay, only your family says that because they're really concerned about you. <laughs> Probably. Nobody else cares. Everybody else thinks I'm funny. Only you think that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's probably true. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, anyways. So, I know for a fact you heard this story. Great. Um, <laughs> so, but I'm just going to tell it anyway. Okay. Okay. So, um, I actually saw this story on TikTok. I, that's kind of where I find some of my stories. I hear about it a little bit. Yeah, my mom like, oh, always sends me stuff on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Always. Oh, sometimes they like have the best like information. It's like little snippets of it. And you're like, oh, I want to know more about it. It's like a so, teaser. Mm-hmm. So this is the story about the brutal torture and murder of 16-year-old Sylvia Likens. Oh, yeah. I do yeah. know this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she was left in the care um, by her dad while he was working as a carnival worker. Sylvia's parents were Lester and Elizabeth Likens. She had four other siblings, Daniel and Diana. They were twins. And she had another pair of twins, Benny and Jenny. Her sister, Jenny, suffered from polio and... Uh, When did this take place? 1965. Okay. That's interesting because I thought... Is that when the vaccine for polio came out? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm like, totally. I know this. Sorry, you always. I swear, like because you never ask me. You never start with where where we are at in time, where we're located. Nothing. I I was gonna say that for setting. Okay, sorry. I'll start with it next time. Okay. (laughs) Anywho, uh, she wore a brace because she had weak legs. Uh, Sylvia's parents uh, had a very tumultuous marriage. The boys would sometimes help the parents at the carnival, but the girls were not what able to. What did their parents do at the carnival? They worked at the concession stands. They had like a food cart. And they made enough to like travel with the whole family? No, they didn't travel with the whole family. What? Where were their kids? Uh, they would stay with like grandparents or like friends Remember when I said I wanted to run away with the carnival? Mm-hmm. I still do. Well, <laughs> you're going to take Penelope? Yeah, I told you she could be like an mm-hmm. acrobat or something. She's really <laughs> flexible. <laughs> That's true. She can learn a lot. I'll, I'll force her to. <laughs> so um, the, they were worried about the girl's safety. So um. They were trying to figure out where to keep them around this time. Um, so this is kind of when they decided to meet up with the person that ended up taking care of them. But I'll get into that. 
in a minute. Um, but Sylvia, she liked to pick up odd jobs to earn money, such as babysitting, running errands, and other chores for neighbors and friends. Uh, her nickname was Cookie to her friends and family. Both Sylvia and her sister Jenny lived with their parents in June 1965 in Indianapolis, Indiana. Sylvia had a very large family, but they were extremely poor. They lived in Boone County, northwest of Indy. Her father, Lester, had only an eighth grade education. Oh. Yeah. He worked many jobs in order to provide for his family. He did the laundry route. He was a factory worker. And Wait, so did he drop out of school at eighth grade and just start having kids? Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't think he had kids that young, but I guess maybe back then they just weren't concerned about the education because they were poor. That usually happens in poor families, like kids drop out. Like my mom, she dropped out. Um, I don't think she went to high school. Yeah, she didn't go to high school. Wait, don't tell the listeners that you're poor. I'm very poor. (laughs) I'm extremely poor. (laughs) Well, this was back in the 60s, so... Which, you know, yeah, I, I guess. They had a, more poor families back then, I think. Or, I mm, debatable. <laughs> Maybe in that area. Or I, they came from California, actually. And then they moved uh, to Indiana. Why Indiana? That's probably cheaper. I mean, it's cheaper now. So I'm assuming back then it was probably way cheaper, too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he even opened a small restaurant that wasn't successful so he start, started traveling with the carnival, selling food. Oh, the carnival just like came into town one day and he's like, you know what? I'll just work with them. Just like you. <laughs> I want to. Not selling food. I want to be like coming out of a cannon or something. <laughs> Gosh, that would be so scary. It didn't even look scary when we saw it, though. I thought it was like such a huge buildup and then. Um, yeah. he climbed into the cannon and he got shot out and I was like I could do that <laughs> <laughs> I know you would think it'd be more exciting maybe because it was smaller like a smaller area I know I and know. that's why I'm trying to go to a circus um, this next weekend with my sister and our friends and it's like a sexy circus and I'm scared to see what that means <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh not sexy not sexy no <laughs> please no um so after sylvia's mother was caught shoplifting on july 3rd from where i don't know (laughs) she was just shoplifting didn't really say much about it probably or macy's (laughs) yeah probably (laughs) or the market she's probably getting food for her kids who knows that's really sad yeah i mean it happens (laughs) it does happen true so she ended up moving into the home of Gertrude Ban- Banaszewski, I think that's sure. how you say it. Yeah. Uh, she was known as the town alcoholic. She had oh, no. <laughs> yeah, already a bad thing. <laughs> she had seven children of her own and many failed marriages. The girls started hanging out with two of Gertrude's daughters, Paula and Stephanie, because they attended the same school, hmm. Arsenal Tech High School. Um, so Gertrude's seven children were Paula, John, Stephanie, Marie, Shirley, James, and Dennis. The six oldest children 
had the last name Banaszewski because they all had the same dad. Was her her ex husband? She had six kids with the same guy. Yep. Damn. And he's like, goodbye. (laughs) I don't need to be around you and my six kids. Yeah, I guess so. Men, man. I know, right? Crazy. But like to pump out that many kids with one woman, I would just be like, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> just I mean, back away. then that that happened. I know, but imagine like, and then you're just a single mom with six kids and you're all, what the fuck? And then you find somebody else who also wants to have a kid with you and I'm still single. <laughs> <laughs> that's the moral of the story, guys. Yep, that's the end. <laughs> um, Her youngest child, Dennis, had a different last name, Dennis Wright. Uh, her boyfriend was in um, Germany. He was serving the army. So I'm going to call her. support that many kids. She probably had odd jobs, I'm assuming. Okay. Well, she sold herself. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, sometimes that happens. <laughs> um, so I'm going to call her Gertie because that's. Who? Gertrude. Who? The lady. Oh, the lady. (laughs) (laughs) One of her 17 kids. So I'm going to call her Gertie just so I don't call her Gertrude the whole time. Uh, She agreed to care for the girls while their parents were away as if they were her own. Not long after the 4th of July holiday, Sylvia and Jenny's parents, um, started to travel with the carnival and uh, Sylvia's father agreed to pay Gertie $20 per week for room and board. Although when the money came late, Gertie would become really angry and take it out on Sylvia and Jenny. And her rage though was mostly focused on Sylvia, which I thought was kind of weird. You would think she would like do it equally, although she did beat both girls with a paddle around 15 times, letting them know that she took care of them for two weeks for nothing. Like, how sad, right? Like, yeah. you, like that's not their fault. And like, no, the male- and not that it's okay, but like, I'm just thinking about like this mom with seven kids of her own and she's just doing it on her own. And then this guy's all, hey, I'll pay you if um, you watch my two girls too. And you're like already stressed the fuck out. And you're like, okay, cool. And then mm-hmm. he just doesn't pay you and you're struggling to feed your seven kids. That yeah, and $20 hard. a week, that's like nothing. But I guess back then. I mean, I a hamburger was like 25 cents. So oh, I guess. <laughs> But that's sad. Like, I would, like, wait, I, I don't know. I don't know what her thinking is. But No, I mean, um, it's not okay that she abused them, obviously. It's just, mm-hmm. like, I get the frustration in her life. Because it's like, okay, so here's another man. I didn't even sleep with him, and he's already taken a bit of me with his kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she just had deeper-rooted issues, and she's an alcoholic, so that probably didn't help I her. would probably be an <laughs> alcoholic, too, if I had seven kids. <laughs> I have one and I have a slight drinking problem. <laughs> I don't call it slight. a problem. I call it a solution. <laughs> That's what I call it. So there was actually one instance that Paula, the older daughter, accused the girls of eating too much at the church event that they attended. So she ended up getting, they ended up getting beat because of that. 
it's like, like Paula's like, or, or or Gertrude's oldest older daughter. daughter. Yeah, she Paula. told on the girls. I feel like she Ew. Had, yeah, I know. It's it's, it's crazy. Did it's she really not sad. beat her kids at all ever? Mm-mm. No, maybe she, she just wanted to, and then she's like, you know what? I'm There's some kids who kids. aren't even mine. <laughs> yeah. That's horrible, but okay. Theory. Um, so from the beginning, the two girls would clash, Sylvia and Paula. Uh, I think it just started to grow. And I think Paula was just jealous of Sylvia because of her good looks. And um, that's usually what happens. You know, they get jealous of them and they start, you know, picking on them and stuff like that. And it's pretty sad what happens. Um, so this was between July and October of 1965. Gertie started to beat Sylvia all the time, starting in the middle of August. She would even encourage other, her other children to do the same, along with some neighborhood children. Mm-hmm. The reason behind the abuse focused mainly on Sylvia may be due to the fact that Gertie was jealous of her good looks and the potential she had in life, unlike what Gertie had going for her. So she was probably jealous that she was a beautiful girl. She had everything going for her, and Gertie. Had she all had these nothing kids. going for her. She was being abused by a lady who was watching her well, while her dad was away. I'm saying prior to her beating her, <coughs> she probably she had still had that. nothing going for her. Her parents were like, "Sorry, can't watch you. She Gonna drop you off at smart, this lady's house." She was probably a smart girl, and she was beautiful, so she was jealous of that. But she, like, was a single mom, and she probably wasn't pretty. Well, actually, she wasn't. I'll show you a picture. Or you've probably seen her. Uh, yeah, I, I remember the story, but yeah. Yeah. Was, I mean, <laughs> that, that's sometimes what happens. Like people just pick on you because you're more pretty than them. And, and it's really sad, like how that happens. Yeah. I mean, the exact opposite happens too, though. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> but, you know, that happens. Yeah. Too. It does. Yeah. So um, Gertie forced Sylvia to eat leftovers, food from the garbage. Leftovers? Uh, How dare she? (laughs) (laughs) Eat leftovers every day. You're like, that's fine with me. Leftovers? Oh, what? (laughs) Must be fresh. Well, not food from the garbage, though. Ew. That's Uh, gross. (laughs) (laughs) You're just only twice. I'm like, hey, who threw this away? This is perfectly fine. (laughs) You're like, it didn't touch anything. It's fine. (laughs) It's it's sitting on a plate. (laughs) It's just on that, like, nice, moist napkin. (laughs) (laughs) That's my nightmare is moist napkins. I could never be a waitress. Moist napkins. Mm -hmm. Like picking up a wet tissue or napkin. I would want to wear gloves if I have to pick up people's. I couldn't. I couldn't even then. It's like literally a phobia of mine. Mm. Like earlier, Maddie was crying and she, cause we were watching Passion of the Christ and she had so many tissues on the coffee table. Oh, it was freaking me out. So I was like, get your, sure to do that when I wet tissues. Visit. Yeah. If you want to see me vomit, rock on. <laughs> oh, the wait, it's like this rock on. <laughs> no, it's bad. So um, not only did she make her eat food from the garbage, she also accused her of doing things she didn't even do, like stealing, even though she would buy it, like items from the store or whatever. How did she she have money? She would pick up, you know, bottles from like the park and stuff like that and take it in. Sylvia would? Mm -hmm. She was 
dumpster diving? I guess. I mean, a lot of people do that, especially if you're poor. <laughs> yeah, you I've can. seen a lot of poor people do that. Yeah. Um, there was one time she was forced to undress in the living room and insert an empty Coke bottle into her vagina. Whoa, that fucking escalated real quick. <laughs> yeah. Fuck? <laughs> oh my god you're just so casual about it too. So casual. one time one time gosh i know i was like dude in front of who in front of kids herself gertie and a front in front of like her kids that she sounds like her. like sorority hazing or some shit that's so gross i i don't know how she could escalate it to that point. Like, you know what? I'm going to Yeah, because it's like, eat you. out of the trash, do this. All right, shove this Coke bottle up your Yeah. Project. Like, how how could she just go so drastic? Like, you know, here's le- leftovers. Okay, whatever. Now eat food from the garbage. Now do this. Like, what the hell? Like, she's like torturing her, like, for no reason. Yeah. Like, what, what was the point of that? And what was her sister doing? Just watching it all happen? She was a... Yeah, she was afraid that the same would happen to her. So it's kind of like, it's hard to. I don't know like, if I would young. be able to watch my sister going through that and just not doing anything about it. I know, right? I it's scary. Um. So Sylvia was forced to take extremely hot baths after the beatings, like scalding, uh, to make sure she would be cleansed of her sins. She was severely beaten and burned because she wet the bed while she was sleeping. Uh, This is when Gertie decided that Sylvia could no longer live with her children because she was unfit. Um, Gertie would make fun of Sylvia because Sylvia had told her one time when she lived in California that she hung out with this boy um, and she like laid under the covers with him and she was just kind of like finding an excuse to make fun of her and she's like oh you're getting fat like maybe you're gonna have a baby so you should go on a diet like you're you're getting really big like oh god like yeah just totally making her feel horrible about herself you know so weird but But, my like how long did this dad was like all right here's my kids like that's a long time to just leave your kids yeah it was from july to october so it was it's that. A long time. Mm-hmm. So Paula, Gertie's daughter, was actually the one that was pregnant. Um, and she became really jealous of Sylvia. So she started to attack her, even kicked her out of a chair that she was sitting in. Um, Gertie offer, would offer beer and cigarettes to anyone that would help in the torture. Gertie would lie and say that Sylvia had run away in order to cover up what she was doing to Sylvia. Sylvia was kept in the basement of Gertie's home. She was starved and the children would burn her with cigarettes and scald her with boiling water. They would even cut her and pour salt on her wounds. It's just sad because like, how do you convince like your children to do that too? And be okay with it. Like, it's so like I, maybe a part of them's like afraid. Well, if, mom, if mom's not doing this to us, her, she's gonna do it to us. But, but how, how could like young kids were doing this to her, like eight, ten years old? Yeah, like, they I, were can, brainwashed. Maybe 
yeah. they were drinking and smoking. That fucks with the little kid's head for sure. Uh-huh. And the fact that she would just invite neighborhood kids, like, it was just, like, a normal thing to do. Like, I can't imagine living in that time and be like, oh, let me watch this girl being tortured and let me go in on it, too. Like, what was going through these kids' head, like, thinking this is okay? You know what I mean? Yeah, they were brainwashed by some crazy neighbor lady. Yeah, I guess. I mean... They like the cigarettes and drinking, so I, yeah. I guess that was worth it to them. I don't know. I just thought that was a little crazy. Yeah. So she was even raped by the glass bottle and other objects, too. Uh, Sylvia was also forced to eat her own feces at times. Gosh. So, yeah, it started to escalate even further. Uh, Gertie started to carve into Sylvia's stomach, but then she had her son's 15-year-old friend, and 10-year-old daughter finished the job, and she carved the words, I am a prostitute and proud of it. Um, A lot of words mm -hmm. to be carved into you. Yeah, I know, right? Like, it's, I can't even imagine, like, the pain that poor girl was going through. Yeah. They even branded her chest with a hot iron poker. For many weeks and months, the torture of Sylvia was like casual entertainment for everyone that was involved, just like a regular thing to do after school or after dinner. Yeah, very sadistic. Mm -hmm. So many children participated, watched, and none of these kids would tell any adults around them what was going on. Other adults would come to visit Gertie and see Sylvia battered, but none of them did anything to make sure that Sylvia was okay, which... I thought was kind of crazy. Like you see this girl looking like that and you don't do anything about it. Like, how can you like, just be okay with that? You know, especially if she's the only one like being. Well, yeah. It's like that book. Like I always tell you to read the child called it. Mm -hmm. Only like, imagine if that's your own mom doing that to you. Yeah. It's. Like, a stranger is sad, but, like, when parents abuse their own children like that, it's really sad. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say that, like, you know, the fact that she seemed like a nice lady, like, even though she was an alcoholic, she seemed like a nice lady, not somebody that would torture this girl for no reason. I mean, they never do. Mm -hmm. It's usually, like, these crazy serial killers or criminals like that, like, you can tell, you can see, like they're gonna do that type of stuff but like her they just didn't see that happening you know I guess like based on her being a mom but that's how you're like manipulative is you convince people that you're not like that yeah that's true so prior to Sylvia being kept in the basement Her and Jenny had many chances to tell adults at school and at church, but decided against it because they were afraid it may get worse and they didn't believe that the police would protect them and take them out of the home. They didn't have belief in the system and that the people hurting them would be punished for their crimes. Towards the end of all the torture and her death, Sylvia was no longer allowed to leave the house. She was thrown down the basement stairs and locked in, only given crackers to eat and was not allowed to use the bathroom. 
When Gertie thought Sylvia may be done, she forced her to write a note saying a gang of boys had beat her up. She planned on taking her to a nearby woods along with the note, but Sylvia tried to escape. Then Gertie and one of her boys stopped her, beat her, and threw her back in the basement. The following day is when Sylvia would die from a brain hemorrhage, shock, and malnutrition. Um, on October 26, 1965, Indianapolis police were called to 3850 East New York Street, where Sylvia's body lay on a mattress. Gertie told the police that Sylvia was attacked and even showed them the note, but the police knew that the condition of her body was not due to a single incident. No, because you could tell, like, aging of healing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They knew it was going for a longer period of time and jenny her sister managed to whisper to the officers get me out of here and i'll tell you everything so they did so uh gertie's trial began may of the following year 1966 during her trial gertie denied having any knowledge of what happened to sylvia and all of the torture she sustained blaming her children for all of it uh, yeah right like you see your kids beating the shit out of this girl and you're just like oh well right you're just like, like dude that's like, just as bad you throw your kids under the bus like what kind of person does uh, that like the kind of person like, who abuses a child for no reason yeah and she just like wanted to blame her kids and her kids were young like they're just like forget it we're gonna tell them everything that happened at but, this point yeah so, um, so she entered a plea of not guilty and not guilty by reason of insanity on May 19th. I mean, yeah, she was insane. Basically, but yeah. she had some sanity in order to do all that, that for such a long period of time. Like, it's one thing if you ha- do, you go crazy and you're just like, oh my God, I'm like, I do this and I, I regret it like one time, you know, you've yeah. seen that happen. Like the Lorena Bobbitt story, but like something that takes place over months and months, like, no, I'm sorry. You can't. Well, no, but like, you're, you can still be fucking crazy. True. But you know, I don't know. She's, she's got some mental issues, I guess. Yeah, she does. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> she was actually found guilty of first degree murder and her daughter Paula was found guilty of second degree murder. Richard Hobbs was the neighborhood kid um, that helped carve into her. Um, Gertie's son John and another neighborhood kid, Coy Hubbard, were all convicted of manslaughter. Gertie and Paula were sentenced to life in prison at the Indiana Women's Prison in Indianapolis. The boys were sentenced to two years at the Indiana State Reformatory in Pendleton. Like, um, what did her parents think when they just came back one day and they're like, oh shit, my daughter's dead? It didn't really say much about that them after. It's weird. Other than they got divorced, obviously, I'm sure. At that point, you're just like, how can we stay together after we... Allowed our child to be abused and abandoned mm-hmm. by us how could they not how would they them? not and how would they not get charged with like 
child endangerment or abandonment or right? some shit. It's weird. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. <clears throat> Unless they thought that she was in good Because in the 60s, you had, like, landlines at least, right? So you could call each other. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I think so. I think back then they did. Because they, the pay- they had pay phones, right? Let me see. When did pay phones come out? <laughs> when were landlines... When were landlines invented? Oh, 76. Oh, interesting. So telegraph, that's what they had. Wow. Huh. Well, I don't know. I just, I, I just can't imagine being like, okay, bye, lady. I've never really gotten to know. Like, watch my kids come back and... My daughter's been tortured and abused, but well, like if also like I didn't traveling, care. yeah, if they're traveling with the circus, <clears throat> you would or the circus, the carnival. Well, is that the same thing? No, no. Um, if they're traveling, you would think that <clears throat> they would. Find well, and some if way. it's for that long, why wouldn't you just bring your kids with you, or at least have the mom or somebody go and check on them? You know, like to make sure their kids are okay. They didn't you care, know? obviously. Yeah, I I could never leave my kids to some stranger that I just met. There's no way. Like that's why I didn't work for ten years because I, mean, I was I so afraid because I had to. I had no choice, and yeah. it was scary. It was. It was really scary. I know we both had like different. Um, like I didn't work. You had to work, so it was kind of like you didn't have a choice. Must be nice. <laughs> I was so afraid because back then I was too. Well, I'm not I, saying you weren't, but I was terrified. I literally would be like, "Mom, what if I go to pick Penelope up and she's just dead?" Like, and you didn't know the do? person, right? No, I found her on like I don't even a care.com or some shit. And that's what's scary because even those <clears throat> websites have had people that were on there that had good reviews and ended up killing a kid so it's just it's it's crazy because you never know I know and I just had like no choice in that if I could have been like I'm not gonna work for 10 years trust me I would Mm -hmm. have yeah I just didn't have that option but it's also because my pregnancy wasn't like planned or with a Mm -hmm. very good guy but yeah yeah I lived with my parents so that and I was 19 so uh, I, was I did still... too <laughs> and they still <laughs> like they, they still, still... Had to take her to a daycare so yeah I I was able to if I couldn't watch them then like I had my family members watch them so that was a little bit easier but still like I, I don't know like for any parent that like you that doesn't have a choice in the matter so Scary. I mean that yeah it's really scary like you never know like if that's gonna happen to them yeah uh, even if they're older younger like it doesn't matter well even if a family member is watching them you True, never know that happens too yeah yep. yep this world is crazy yes so when uh John's uh Gertie's son uh came out he ended up becoming a lay minister in Texas and he counseled children of divorced parents. Richard died of cancer at the age of 21. 
four years after he was released from the reformatory. Of what kind of cancer? I believe it was lung cancer. Probably all the cigarettes he was smoking. Probably. Coy, the other boy, had several brushes with the law after his release. So he didn't change. It probably affected him and he just... Or he liked yeah. doing it, stuff like that. Who knows? <laughs> He's probably a weirdo. Maybe. Uh, Lester and Betty divorced. Um, Betty remarried and died in 1998 at age 71. Jenny Likens Wade died in 2004 at age 54. The house where Sylvia suffered and died was demolished on April 23rd, 2009. Her memory, of course, remains. They even um, made books, films, TV shows. Uh, There was one book that came out right after called House of Evil, the Indiana Torture Slaying by John Dean. Another book called The Girl Next Door by Jack Ketchum in 1989. And I was telling you about this movie that I watched based Mm -hmm. on this story. It's called An American Crime. You should watch it. It's really good. It's really sad because you really see it's one thing to hear the story about it, but seeing what happened to her, it's really sad. I feel like Like, I have seen a documentary on this case because I do know it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember seeing like pictures of like her, the words carved into her stomach and stuff. Mm -hmm. And just how, how her body looked. They even had a picture of her, like how she looked. Just like, oh my god, this girl, she was put through so much torture for no reason, uh-huh. just because she could. The the movie American Crime had Ellen Page, she played Sylvia, Catherine Keener, she played Gertrude, and James Franco, who played the dad of the younger, the younger kid of uh, Gertrude's. And then there was another movie called The Girl Next Door based on that book that was written in 1989. I didn't watch that one. Um, But yeah, so it's crazy how, you know, these things happen and yeah, they really sad create these stories. I don't I don't even know how I could play an actress in a movie like this. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just want the story to be told and, like, the fact that you play a villain so well. Yeah, she even got, for the American Crime, she got Emmy nominated for that movie. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's um, because <laughs> every time we watch something like that, Maddie is like, ah, oh, I just hate him so much. I'm like, yeah, it's because he's a good actor. Got you to hate him so much. Yeah. It's really it's really sad because it's like I don't know. She was pretty, you know, so it's like really sad that like And she was so young. She was only yeah. 16. And like being put through that and she was just she just took it. Uh-huh. Like what else can she do? You know? Nothing. And the fact that like her sister like that had to have damaged her sister like for life seeing like all that torture and you couldn't really i just can't imagine like like, you can do anything about it i know i just can't imagine being her sister though and just like not helping yeah i mean because how old was she 
Jenny? She yeah. was 17. So she was older. Oh, she was the older sister? Mm-hmm. And she just let her oh, sister be tortured? I think she was younger. You know what? It's weird because they had two different ages for her. They said she was older, then they said she was younger. So I'm not exactly sure. Because if, I mean, regardless, but especially if she was older, you would think like if me and my sister were in that situation, I was older, I would be like wanting to take the torture for her. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if I was the younger sister, I don't know. Interesting. You looking it up? Yeah. (laughs) Um. <clears throat> I think she was 15. She was born in 1950. So that's kind of weird that one article said she was 17, but she was older, but she was a year younger. So I think that's why Sylvia was like, I will take the abuse because I don't want my sister to have to yeah. go through that. You know, it would be like you taking the abuse for Maddie. Yeah. And then wanting to protect your sibling, you know, seems like a normal thing to do. If if it well, yeah, but then the the sister to just be like, oh well. Well, she admitted she said she was afraid that she would get it worse too. So she just didn't feel brave enough to say or do anything, you know, because her she could already see what her sister was going through. And then she's like, oh, my God, like, what do I do? Like, do I just do everything they say? Because I don't want that to happen to me, too, you know? Yeah. I can't imagine what was going through her head, like, just not being brave enough to say anything to stop it. Like, or to, like, guys, try, I would try desperately even from to get the a hold of my parents. or the Yeah, cops. even from the beginning, you know what I mean? Like, why... Why didn't you say anything right when it started happening? Like, why not run away before it got to the point where, you know, her sister couldn't even leave the house? Like, she was going to school. She was going to church and it was beginning to happen. But then when she wasn't allowed to leave, like, why not do or say something? Like, why want to be taken care of by this woman who's just going to continuously abuse you? Like, I would have run away. Yeah. You know, there's no way. I I would leave. I don't care. Like, I would find somebody. I would just keep running until I found somebody, you know? Yeah. But They're really um, scary. Who knows what these girls were thinking, why they stayed, why they didn't leave, you know? Like, maybe there were yeah. so many kids, so they felt ganged up on, you know, especially with the neighborhood kids doing it, too. Maybe they just felt like there's nowhere else to go, you know? So they just didn't know what to do. I mean, who knows? Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. I can't imagine being in that situation. Not at all. Like, not the parents, like, not the kids. And, you know, the lady who just felt like she could just abuse these girls. Yeah. Just because she could. I mean, it's... (sighs) I can't imagine, like, being like... Oh, I'm gonna take care of your kids, but then let me beat them at the same time. Like, yeah, I couldn't do that. No, that's just terrible. These people, I can't really said this world is crazy, and this was in the 60s, so I can't even imagine what the world's like now. Worse, way worse. And (laughs) with social media, I feel like 
you see it all too mm-hmm. yeah because like murders get filmed and shit so i know it's sad it's really sad well thanks for lifting up the mood (laughs) (laughs) lifting up the mood yeah yeah i just it's so sad like i guess you you know you want to just know about these stories because just beware you know of who you're having watch your kids I would just really back up. Yeah, and not just like leave them no. for months on end. And not check <laughs> in. I guess it's easier now with phones and stuff, but it doesn't matter. I would just say just check in. Yeah. Like, like those are your kids. Yep, exactly. Like, you crazy people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, well, thanks again for that story. You're welcome. (laughs) And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. We hope you keep listening and like us on Instagram, Can't Find a Girls. Mm -hmm. Send us an email, Can't Find a Girls Pod at Gmail. Let us know what you think and share what stories you think we should tell to just let the world know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) You're so silly. Yes, do that, guys. Why not? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Okay, bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.